Thank you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments. to Woke Moments. We're going to be having a discussion about Kanye, Christianity, cultural identity, and politics. So I'm very happy today to have with us Ty Jones, Bradley Banks, Jacob Bryant, and Savannah Williams. And so today when we're focusing a lot on um, what Kanye has said. Recently he did a podcast I mean, not a podcast, but an interview with Big Boy. And he said some very interesting things that many of us, when we talk about connecting our generations, um, had or developed different perspectives on. And so what I wanted to do today was bring together a young generation to get their thoughts and opinions and their voice about Kanye and some of his comments, as well as see what's possibly needed to start different movements with young people, especially in the areas of religion, in the areas of politics, and also in the areas of cultural identity. And so let's start with the first kind of question that I have out there as it relates to Kanye, right? So Kanye now has identified himself as a Christian. He has identified himself as being very spiritually aware and kind of in tune with who he is right now and his spiritual walk. And I would like to know what are your thoughts about that? This new Kanye, the Christian Kanye, the new identified Kanye. So Ty, let's start with you. Um, personally, before I listened to the um, interview with Big Boy and listened to the album, I was kind of against it. I was like, this is probably a publicity stunt. This is probably him and Kim's way of getting money, or he's just lost. It could be part of his mental health issues that he's taking on this new journey. But after watching the interview, I see that this is something that he's always wanted to do and always wanted to make a gospel album. Um, I think this is just a point in his time after falling so low, he looked for what other people do too, looked for that Christianity, look for God, look for the word, mm-hmm. and he found himself and I guess wanted to share it with everybody else. So what are your thoughts, Bradley, since you have a background in <coughs> Christian music? And- um, for me, when, when he first started his services, he started back in January. And we were seeing the videos pop up on Instagram. Did you guys see those or whatever? And I was like, okay, what is this cult that he has going on? (laughs) You know, they're wearing all white. And I'm like, all right, something ain't right here. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? Um, But the more I began to kind of, like, investigate on my own, and I ended up knowing some of the singers that are singing with him. And they are 
saying like no he's like he's definitely changed like he's mm-hmm. like you hear it in the way that he talks mm-hmm. he's seeking guidance from people from spiritual advisors mm-hmm. and i think and his like, uh, producer is jason white yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing yes and then but then a lot of the the people he was seeking out spiritual guidance were kind of shunning him or turning him away and so i was like i don't really know how this is going to go um so it's cool to kind of see the redemption story of Kanye mm-hmm. because I know like even in myself like I'm surprised that I'm saved you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I can't really get thrown off by somebody else proclaiming the gospel now you know like mm-hmm. if that's his walk then that's his walk mm-hmm. and I can't um really judge him on that mm-hmm. uh I think it, the church is so quick to judge and I'm like completely against that so I'm I'm excited to see what he's doing mm-hmm. there's some things that I'm like you know your doctor is not right and you know, like the interview I was watching and I was like, uh, you still kind of sound like self-righteous. And I think that, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. But with saying that, like, if you had a radical transformation with Christ, then like your old behaviors go go away. So I'm waiting to see that point where he like totally surrenders, Mm -hmm. but it's cool to see like the starting point. He's going through his redemption process. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? In my honest opinion, I would say Kanye is not reintroducing, well, he's somewhat reintroducing himself to Christianity, but at the same time, if you look back at Kanye, in my honest opinion, he's always had, like, Christ, like, in into his music and, like, in his life, and the point where he lost his mom, mm-hmm. I think that's when he kind of, like, fell away from it. So, in my honest opinion, this new album is like he's just like reintroducing himself back into his old ways. Like, because when his mom was here, he, like you could tell that he had that that crutch in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, when he lost his mom, he went down a dark path. Mm-hmm. But everybody's saying like this is something new for him. Like, this is old. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kanye, he's just reintroducing it. Like, so you're, what you're saying is that he already had that foundation. Yeah. The foundation yeah. was in him. He may have just stepped away, away from, from it. it. Which usually people just trying to kick in more. Which him. usually people do after a death. You kind of like question: Is there a God or? Like, why would you take somebody so valuable to my life and my existence? Right. Yeah, so, like, of course. You can't blame them. Everybody walks their own path, you know? Mm-hmm. As long as you get to your destination. So, right. I say this is us seeing him approaching his destination, like, and getting more comfortable with himself again and finding himself again. So, uh, it's kind of. So, Savannah, what are your thoughts? I mean, nobody already said my thoughts. <laughs> 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 so, 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 I'm just so now that we're talking about Christianity thought base, and it's it's interesting that uh, you talked about self righteousness. So we know that Kanye is a Trump supporter, and it's hard for some people to grasp exactly really grasp that he's a Trump supporter, but yet promoting Christian values. How can those two be reconciled? Like, what can, I mean, how can you be a Christian and be a Trump supporter at the same time? That, I will honestly say that's like myself. I believe in God and Christianity, but I don't believe in church. I don't believe you have to go to church to have a strong relationship okay. with God. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I would say 
I mean, you can support what you want to support that has nothing to do yeah, with yeah, your religion yeah. or your beliefs. So you can't judge someone based off what they support. Because I could support anything I want, but I could have beliefs. So what you're saying is that we shouldn't even be judging yeah. Kanye just because he so he's a Trump yeah, supporter. That, that has nothing to do with the person he is. Right. Politics and religion yeah. don't, don't have to mix. Right, yeah, and there's a reason there's a separation of church and state. You know, like it's they're two different entities. Mm-hmm. Now, my belief factor goes into the way that I make my decisions in my walk. Right. So, at the end of the day, I don't I don't think we should be like focusing on the fact that it's a Trump supporter. I can't stand Trump. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just <laughs> what it is. I I'm not a, I'm not a supporter of Trump, mm-hmm. but as a believer, I do have to respect the office. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like it's not going to change. He's there for four years. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, I'm not going to not pray for him. He's mm-hmm. in that position. So the decisions that he's making is going to affect but me. Everyone. You know, like, so it's either I'm, I support you or I'm against you. And then you're making decisions that aren't going to help me in the future. You know, so, so let me ask this because it is my, just my understanding from my generation that celebrities have some influence or sway with how young people, one, are educated in the political system, will turn out to vote. So you don't think um, Kanye and his supporter Trump would be that influential with younger generations? I think not nowadays. No. Yeah, not nowadays. I feel like our generation, we make up our own decisions. So it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or anything like that. Even though it has a big role to play, I feel like People that are influenced by like celebrities or people that's more known than them or have more notoriety, like you're kind of I wouldn't say all the way weak minded, but mm-hmm. you're tainted a little bit. Right. Like, mm-hmm. What people think should have no influence on what you want to get done in life or what your goals are, like. So I don't. I, don't, I just I don't think this generation that. has a different mindset mm-hmm. prior to prior generations. We are influenced by celebrities in a certain instance of trends like fashion yeah. and apparel, all that type of stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to politics, we we can't be controlled or yeah, we can't right. be forced. So very independent. Very independent there, there. Oh, yeah. there. because we overthink. Our generation is an overthinking generation. We so we look at the details. We we're very emotional too. So we we know how to respond to certain things and we know what to follow and what not to follow. And we get so much information on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram, we're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Like, I can see Kanye talking about Trump, but then I can see another, somebody else talking about something else. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I gravitate more to this because, like, thrown off. I, like, connect with this more, you know? So... Right. Um, and also, like, honestly, Kanye, like, has been a joke for some time now. So, like, <laughs> if you say something political, I'm not really going... <laughs> take it seriously you know like right. I'm, gonna take, I'm definitely going to second guess and I'm going right, to challenge that yeah like we're gonna, you're going to challenge that in some way so I don't, yeah I don't you're definitely going to want to look into it yeah. Yeah. Blame him for saying he could be president in 2020 Trump is an Trump author. is that like, right. right me seeing Trump get elected was like man anybody anybody with the right amount of money behind you anything is possible you just gotta believe it, like that's all Trump did. That's so on a awesome different sidebar, and then we'll go back to Kanye. Okay. What presidential candidate right now is resonating with you? Nobody. Nope. Seriously, not one of them. No, 
Mm-hmm. Because I know somebody that was supposed to run for office in 2020, and that was the person that I was like going towards, and he was regular, a regular person. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I was gonna say the Bernie before, okay, so, so that's so, like the so the overall consensus is no one, right? So if I asked you to pick at least three candidates who talk about some things that would be of interest to you, who would those three candidates it would be? Uncle Bernie. Bernie Sanders for sure. Because he only has some points that kind of resonate with me, so... I don't know, I feel like the people that are running now are just speaking more towards the older generation. It's not like you're not like, speaking to us. But I think that they're trying to so badly engage us that they're starting to make promises that are more appealing to us. So they're like kind of, I don't want to say... Like bribing us? Yeah, like they're yeah, they're we, being out of they're acting out of character just to get yeah. our vote. And mm-hmm. we're so, more seeing through that. Yeah, like, like oh, you guys look weird. To Cause us. y'all, yeah. this is not y'all age. Like, <laughs> so stop talking like this. Is stop tweeting. Okay. First off, okay. stop tweeting. <laughs> so, so, so what are your issues? So what are your issues that, that, care that you care about? That if if our presidential hopefuls were listening to this podcast, right? They were listening, and, and, and you wanted to get a, a particular issue for them to address. What what would you want to hear from them is on it, their platform? Is it one specific and specific, or is it like any topic? A, any topic. That's mine would be like environmental stuff, cause like this. Um, Twenty more this, years of air. Right. This is not working. That environment stuff is not it. And then the affordable housing, cause us young people, I don't care how you guys expect us to buy a house, and houses are like. What was it? A one bedroom, one like, bag, two thousand. You gotta be smoking. That's not even mm-hmm. possible. Like. I think mine would definitely be um, bringing back fresh and easies and Trader Joe's to yeah. low income communities because that's killing us. If you if we're living, if we could only afford a low income environment, but then we got McDonald's, Jack in the Box, we got all these fast food. That's really killing really us in the inside. But then when you go to Westchester, you go to Bel Air, you go all these places. It's fast, fast. There's no fast foods, no liquor stores. No. What you're talking about is food equity. Yes. You want to be able to share in the fresh foods and ensuring that those produce and all those things that other communities enjoy, you're able to enjoy locally within yours. Yes. When I get hungry, I can't even go nowhere to really eat because all we got is the the Jack in the Box, the Taco Bell, liquor stores, liquor stores, and you guys are dispelling something that most people think about young people is that you we guys love eat. that stuff. No. We only love it because so it's, 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 it's accessible. It's yeah. accessible and yeah. it's, it's yeah. affordable. Yeah. Yeah. What you <laughs> I can't agree. Because I eat unhealthy. I don't like vegetables, so I... Oh, my God. But for the most part, you all want kind of access to, to because yeah, if you go you yeah should, you should be able to yeah. get out because if you go to the yeah. south if you go to the south there's lots of mom pop shops there's lots of barbecue spots and chicken spots and stuff like that is affordable and it's cooked it's food and we don't have a lot of that out here mm-hmm. just because of income barriers and mm-hmm. property and mm-hmm. all this other 
things because especially if we're living in a world where minimum wage is only a certain amount then we don't have a lot of spaces where we can go get groceries for an affordable price so we're subject to get that mcdonald's five dollar meal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's all we can afford like if we're having five dollar lunch every day that's only what we can afford based upon our budget in my opinion that's just the mindset because the way i think about things you can go get some rice for like a dollar twenty-five, could always go buy like a, a chicken breast and just make a home cooked meal. Most people wouldn't even think to do that. Most would just turn to the fast food, which is the way we were brought up in the generation we're in. But in my eyes, I would rather cook with my last five dollars than spend it on fast food. But if we're you're a full-time food. student, you work a full-time job, and then what you don't want to do when you get home is cook. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do. Okay. Honestly, okay. I got homework, I got other things. I also, yes, I also would like the. Um, <laughs> what, what, what would be what would be some issues for yeah. for the candidates? We need to have some free education. Yes, there we like, go. I paid way too yeah. much for my undergrad and for my masters, and I'm still paying, and I'm probably gonna be paying for the rest of my life. All of us are still paying. Right. <laughs> Other countries get to go to school for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why do we have to pay for something like, I, that they I don't try like, to Free healthcare for everyone. Like, that's, those those type of things are things like, I'm like, we need mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We need that. And yeah, nobody's talking about that. Right out of high school. Right. Like, let's cancel some of this debt. So, <laughs> so what? <laughs> 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 yes, we do. And I'm hoping that um, our presidential hopefuls are listening. So going back to Kanye, one of the things that he talked about, and I was having this conversation with Ty and Savannah yesterday, was about, um, we use the term self-determination, right? Mm -hmm. And we all know what self-determination is. And one of the things he he talked about on the Big Boy Show (laughs) was that um, black people in general, um, don't need to depend on other people to one become an entrepreneur, to be actively involved in the economy, and basically do a lot of things on their own in order to participate in what we know as capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I agree with Kanye. To a point when he talks about self-determination, because I think self-determination is really important. I think that's one of the things that we need to constantly talk about as far as how do we um, grow collective economies, not so much as capitalism, but how can we grow collective economies, but also how we can rely on ourselves to build a strong economic base that can extend out to others as well and I think that we all have that capacity to do that but it appears that his statements didn't come across so clean and and I'm just curious to know from you what you may have what you're thinking about Kanye and his talks about you know how to grow wealth how to depend on yourself in order to participate in our economy. And I see the... In all honesty, (laughs) I kind of agree with him. That's Jacob. (laughs) I kind of agree with him, just for the simple fact that Mm -hmm. I just recently had an argument with my brother. And we were talking about how 
most blacks or African Americans look for a helping hand instead of trying to go be self motivated and get it theirself. Mm-hmm. Even those that do try to go get it themselves and succeed at it, they still look for that helping hand towards the end. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, he kind of has a point that we should just look to ourselves and be the best selves we could be. And then that'll get us to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you got the the people that look for that hand or look for the notoriety from someone else. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of agree with Kanye. With that, to that but there's to a lot of point. places yeah. that have built institutions without yeah. a helping hand. Yeah, but and the, because it's of very the few. they just it's very they built few. it. Yeah, it's very few, though. I have, so, I have to disagree. For me, Kanye is, he's like an A-list celebrity now, and he would not have been there without the help of people. So, just like his company, um, I don't even know, what's, the, what's his brand? Easy? 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 Yeah, Easy. Yeah, Easy. Yeah, Easy. Whatever, yeah. What is it? It's Donna. He has a company named after his mother, and then he has another has company named after his mother. Well, with that, in the interview, he was saying, like, you know, I sat down with Adidas, and I sat down with all these big names, and they were giving me the four hundred one, like how to how to do this, how to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like the biggest brand. When you eat, Google me, so it's gonna, you, he you would not have so. done that yourself. Like you're contradicting yourself. You know, you right. got there with their help. Right. You're talking to these white mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that are the head of these companies, and they're telling you how to brand or how to invest your money on how to the issues that we don't we don't have that education mm-hmm. in black communities mm-hmm. like I don't think I knew what um, investments were until I went to college mm-hmm. you know I feel like those things need to be taught in our public schools mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll have a fighting chance to be your own entrepreneur right. but um, you definitely you need help to get anywhere like he's mm-hmm. he's so against big labels Big labels are the people that made your name. Mm-hmm. You know, they put your brand out there. They help push your music. We all know who you are because of these big right. brands. You know, so I think that um, there's only so much you can do. And we mm-hmm. see that now with um, a lot of like independent artists or the social media influencers. Like, you can get the followers, you can get the likes on your social media, but it's not until somebody picks you up, picks up your TV show. Somebody right. picks up your palette. Right. Somebody invest in your idea. Right. Where you know, and that's when you begin to see that. And your fans blossom. Yeah, and that's when you begin to see. At that. the same time, going off that note, I feel like if you study and try to find that out for yourself, then you wouldn't need that. But the the route would be going a off lot. What you said, we mm-hmm. we were never taught that. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. we wouldn't Absolutely. know. Yeah. So. Just like, you know, you think yeah. about um, Steve Jobs, Apple. Started like, in his garage or whatever, yeah. and he had that education, you know, and he was like, all right, I'm going to make this a business, you know. So I think we'll begin to see that a lot more because mm-hmm. people are more aware. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from, from starting out public schools, they don't, yeah. they don't set you up for success. Back into public yeah, schools yeah. and, like, all that type of stuff. I but, think personally... Um, both is right. Like, I think Kanye had a point, point, and I think he was opening up a discussion like this because I think it starts with self-determination. Right. It starts with yourself sure. first. You can't, and like, you made a good point. Being an artist, you have to perfect your craft first. You can't really worry about the team that you're going to build. You can't worry about everybody else's position. You have to zone into who you are, 
how you write, your writing schemes, your music, right. the type of beat that you like, or whatever that may be, or your right. image. You have to worry about yourself and then fix that. And then once that happens, once your craft is perfected or your image is perfected, whatever it may be, that's when you reach out for that hand. Mm -hmm. That's when you make those connections. Because you can't get anywhere without connections, without networking. Like, you're, you're, you're nobody without that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think he had a point. I think he was making that point, just didn't know how to exactly say it like he usually does it um but because yeah, everyone thought it was a bit self-serving yeah very but that's and exactly what he meant was that the fact that he had a table of a, a whole bunch of people that are really big in the apparel business and he had them telling him how to get it but then it's like he has to really zone into what he wanted plus the notes that was given to him and that's true. figure yeah. out that right so kanye and black culture so what set social media ablaze was Kanye saying that black people don't have culture. Now, I'm a firm believer that black people do have culture and we create culture. I mean, it's one thing that folks, I mean, we create a trend and it's a trend forever. So we, we bring traditions from our motherland that we have here that has carried on, whether it's in the the black church, whether it's at our dinner tables, I firmly believe that we do have culture. So what do you think of his comments about us being orphans? Well, <laughs> you're saying us being orphans, but us not having culture. Because we're orphans. Because we're orphans. Or do you think he misstated? Um, I think he did it wrong. <laughs> no, I think he was on point. I think it's both. I think he needs a better PR team. I feel like PR every team. time... <laughs> <laughs> he needs a what? A better PR, a better PR team. <laughs> I, don't know. I, think it's, I think it's both. I feel like we create a culture and then it gets taken. So it kind of gets normalized or something. So it's, I feel like every time like we do have like the braids or like the nails or the music, like it just... They would just want to take, like, we don't have, like, what you said, like, quinceañeras or something like that. We don't have that as a, as a culture. So me and Savannah had a conversation downstairs a couple minutes ago about this, and it's, it's really, like, I had said this a long time ago. Everything that we create gets stolen, reinvented, reinvented and given a different name. So it started with, like, a broom. We invented the broom. Then they made a Swiffer, like, you know, so it's like, I'm exaggerating it, but that's pretty much what it is. So we don't get to create our own culture because we don't have one. Jump in the Room was a culture that was created for not African-Americans, but for black. So it's like, we don't have anything to go off of. We're made in a world where it's everybody. It's not about just black people here. It's about minorities. Mm -hmm. It's not just about mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So our culture is... It has everything, it has to be poured with everything. All the stuff that we make has to be compromised for the minorities or so everybody else. Black erasure, right? Mm -hmm. where, where when things that are often identified as being black or being African American gets erased because it becomes the norm or the trend. Mm -hmm. And black erasure is real, right? Mm -hmm. We I think we all know that that it's real. But <clears throat> just because there's a sense of black erasure or anti-blackness, that doesn't mean that there's no black culture. There isn't. I think that 
there's a lack of identity because we were we are all displaced. Like, you know, I'm sure if we were to do our genealogy, I would be really surprised if we all came from the same tribe in Africa. We don't know our heritage and I think that's where the issue is that's where the issue lies with like um not understanding our culture you know like if you're from jamaica you understand like you have this type of music these colors these clothes this type of food Mm -hmm. you know and then you bring it here to the states and Mm -hmm. that's your culture you know if you're hispanic you know we have what the day of the dead Mm -hmm. and cinco de mayo and Mm -hmm. all those things create what we that grew up right here in the States, you know, generations in, mm-hmm. we're just a part of a melting pot. We're just American, really. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really, we create things yeah. because we don't have culture. So we create a so culture. That's a, so that's so a different like, way of looking at it. That's not saying the same thing Kanye saying that, is that there is no black culture. But there, there isn't. isn't. I feel like there isn't in America. Yeah. I, have, I went to college with a dude from He's Igbo. And we were sitting there having a, a deep conversation and he was telling me about how the genocide happened. And really he said he was from like a small village. And like the surrounding villages, like you have a black community, basically. And he said like, basically there was never anyone hungry because all the communities looked out for each other. Mm-hmm. Like to me, in my eyes, that's culture. Like something that's inbred in you and around you as a child coming up, that's more to me like culture and in America we don't have culture because it's so much stuff that we supposed to know or see and call it culture and then it might just really be trends Mm -hmm. so like with that being said I I feel like for us to know our culture we have to go back to where we really came from and Mm -hmm. study the ways of our people Mm -hmm. to understand our culture Mm -hmm. so I don't know I, I wouldn't say I agree with Kanye, but at the same time, we don't. I just, in America, I just think happens. about it like if I was to raise my child in this world, like I don't know what I'll be carrying and giving right. to them other than yeah, what I was yeah. taught by my mom, like True. values. But culture, it's no culture. Like even my family, we don't have family reunions. That's a part of other people's cultures, or sitting down at a table, eating dinner at a certain time, or um, praying together, doing different rituals like that is not in my culture because my family wasn't wasn't like that Mm -hmm. so then it's like at that sense we don't have a culture because I have nothing to pass down to my kids when I get married I'm not gonna jump the broom because that's just not something that happens in my family Mm -hmm. so it's like what we don't have a culture so he might have a point that's deep Mm -hmm. that's interesting anyone want to share any other reflections on what do you think is culture well it's for me i mean culture for me is the traditions that have been passed down and and i think that black people have a rich tradition in the in everything from um our literary styles to what we've introduced in the literary realm to definitely music because our rhythmic patterns go back to our motherland and no one has rhythmic patterns like us that I know of I should say that that I know of and even with the you know whether it's the introduction of jazz the introduction of gospel music to um, 
our gatherings, our circle gatherings, whether it's a Sankofa circle, our healing circles, all of those come from rich traditions um, of Africa. I mean, it's things that I believe that's in our DNA, and oftentimes we may not associate it with our culture because it's lost. It's it's not so much lost. The way that it manifests itself is is different. Yeah. And then oftentimes we never sit down and tie certain things to this is a black identity or African identity or African experience because it goes back to what you guys were saying. You know, after a certain while, there's a bleaching of blackness, right? Mm -hmm. And that bleaching in itself, you know, this whole thing about every time we create something and it needs to get normalized, it becomes, you know, anti-black becomes comes into the scene because we want to erase black from from that narrative. So, but but for me, I'm just saying for me, because I'm in a different I mean, I come from a, a different generation than you all. I mean, I'm I, I'm very resolute and firm in in my belief that there is a strong black culture. So I guess here's where my issue lies with everything mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. just stated. Mm -hmm. So you say some things that I have never heard of. Right. So, as a black person, I can't identify with that as culture. Uh -huh. You know, like if you go to, uh, you know, another another racist family, everybody across the globe practices these things. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a universal thing. You know, so that's where like it's lost in translation because your family does things differently. Your things, you know, I feel like it would be more. Um, unity and mm -hmm. black people if we actually had a culture so that's why i feel like it's like no it's not there like i think we right. create trends like right. you were saying mm -hmm. but i can't really identify with culture mm -hmm. and maybe that's like a definition thing maybe we yeah, need to figure out what it is yeah I agree. So like, yeah, there's like stuff you were just talking about. I've never heard of but i don't even know what that is <laughs> you know a lot, of, a lot of things get lost because you gotta think about it, like when I, I know when I was younger, my grandma used to force us to have Sunday dinner together. Mm -hmm. We had to sit down at the table. Mm -hmm. All at her house, we had to be there at a certain time. Mm -hmm. After church, we all, she used to gather up all the grandkids and go to church. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just lost throughout the generations. Like, Because mm -hmm. you even think back in slavery days, when, when we first got to America, like, it was still tradition coming from our motherland. And right. it slowly just got lost. Like, mm -hmm. it was just slowly things that were just falling out. Because it was forced yeah, upon yeah. us, you know, it was stolen. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they felt like it's bad to keep that culture going mm -hmm. because what had happened, I mm -hmm. feel like culture is culture. You have to take the punches and roll with them. Like, right. No matter what happened at the end of the day, it came from our motherland. Let's keep a tradition going so that we could be, like, have a culture. Right. That's what so I share with our kids. But mm -hmm. Great. Going back to Kanye and Kanye's Sunday service, so some people have identified his Sunday service as cultish. Some have thought of it as being very inspirational, as a form, as a new form of spreading the gospel. And I'm curious to know from you all if you think his Sunday service is a good way or a catalyst to connect people to faith. In my opinion, I like his Sunday service just for the simple fact that you get to see a different way that people, well, I can't, well, I'll say people, 
or Kanye, for instance, connects mm-hmm. with his spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has their different ways. Okay. Just like me, I don't go to church, but I'll read like a Bible or like right. some scriptures every now and then, just to reconnect. Right. And I feel like that's just him showing them that, showing people that you don't have to, um, you don't have to do the traditional, go to church, live by Christian rules that mm-hmm. they so set. Like he has his own way to connect with how God, how he wants to connect with God. Right. So and he's just opening the door for us. Yeah, yeah. For I, honest, to... I think that Kanye is really like how like our generation is to the whole world. Like right. we're looked upon. We're like, oh, they're not this. They're not. They're not what an orthodox. You know. What I'm <laughs> yeah, I can't say that word for nothing. But like we're so out of the tradition of what we're supposed to be like, oh, they get tattoos at a young age, they smoke weed, they do this, they do that, they're just horrible people. And that's what they look at as Kanye, like he's just a horrible person, he promotes this, he does it this way. But it's really, that's how our generation is. We're, we do things differently. We we don't care about what the world sees or what they think or anything like that. We're gonna do us and then people gonna follow. Somebody is going to like it. If you like it, somebody in the world is going to like it. And I think that's what he did. Because we have a lot of churches. I was just telling Savannah, I went to a church that was like totally different than any other church I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. He related every story in hip-hop way, like in a hip-hop way. Mm-hmm. He changed the names a little bit. He changed the stories. Like, yeah, Peter Rowe with Jesus in the, <laughs> in the, in the back of the Honda. And then da-da-da-da. They went, he, he had it in a different way, but it related to certain people so i think that's what it is that sunday service is just opening putting a different look on church making it like a concert kind of in a sense making it somewhere where people can feel really open because it's outdoors you don't feel pressure to wear a certain thing that's why he changed the whole like white like wearing white um so you feel more comfortable relaxed and just i think it's i think it's a great idea I, i love the the Sunday services, like, I've worked with some people that are in music, and they're like, you know, I was atheist, and listening to this record, I want to know more about Jesus. Like, people have been texting me, like, hey, can I know more about this Jesus that he's talking about? You know, mm-hmm. so it's starting a conversation, and I think that's exactly what we're supposed to do as Christians mm-hmm. and as creatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that from throughout, all throughout history. Like, people were, even in the Bible, you know, Moses was you know, a murderer, and he was used to deliver all these people, and, you know, Jesus came, and he was definitely not what the Pharisees thought he was supposed to be, but he came Mm -hmm. with the truth, Mm -hmm. and it was radical, and it was different, Mm -hmm. and it changed all of us that were sitting here now talking about it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Peter, I mean, Paul, um, was radical in the way that he shared the gospel. He was somebody that hated Christians, killed. was atheist, killed them, and right. but then God changed his life. So I think we're just seeing like uh, modern day like transformation, and it can happen to anybody. And I don't think that Kanye is going to be the first one. I think it's going to be a lot more people mm-hmm. of influence that are going to be changing and coming Adopting up with different ways to Kanye, Kanye show things. The, the, the negativity on the backside for it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Absolutely. But if you think about it, didn't church start outside and they didn't have? Yeah, they didn't have like a church like all the rules and stuff. Right. If you want to experience real church, you gotta go down south. (laughs) In my experience, in my experience, I'm just saying. 
Ain't no church like church in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Well, I think it's a I'm of a firm belief that the church is in you. So, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I totally, I totally agree with you as it relates to Kanye. I mean, when I saw the first Sunday service, I, I, I was like, oh, I can get with this. Yeah. I, I can totally get with it, and and I, and it's not orthodox in a sense that most of us would see Sunday service, but I think when you talked about radical in, a, in, in, in terms of new ways or new forms of engaging people around their, their own spirituality, because I'm a firm believer we're all spiritual beings, mm-hmm. right? We're all spiritual beings and we're having a human experience and whether it's Christianity, Judaism, whatever it is that one identifies with, with their spirituality, some things are catalysts to your faith. Like some things are going to help you resonate with faith, whatever how that faith may look like. And I think what Kanye has done was really kind of highlight, we've got to get out of tradition. Mm-hmm. And we're in a whole new date and time of how even, I think you said you read, right? You read on your own. You read on your own, you study on your own, and then do you go to church at all? Mm-hmm. And see, so you don't even go I, to I church at all. I actually stopped in like 2004 when my grandma died. Mm-hmm. Well, I went like a year after that because my grandpa was a pe- preacher, mm-hmm. but I kind of lost like going the- to church. In my eyes, it was like, I'm going to church, okay, boom. At the same time, I looked at it once I got older, like church, they'll do, well, I ain't gonna say all churches, most churches don't do as much for their community as they should. So, uh, so, so, you, so you judge church by their works yeah. and what and, they and, do. And I feel like you shouldn't have to give to have your relationship with God, like as far as collections and like. Mm-hmm. Just said that. We're here. here. We're here. I have a different take on that. Yeah. Because if there are no collections or any yeah. of that happening, there's, there's, there's no church. It's yeah. not going to have the ability to function. But, but I don't want to give the money out, do. but I don't want you to judge me for we, we, we not, We're not having a debate on that. We're not having a debate But let me make a point. It's important. You have nonprofit organizations, as in Sanctuary of Hope, that help the community, help homeless youth, do all these things with no money coming out these the youth pockets at all, whatsoever. So churches should figure out a way to do it, something like that, so where we don't feel forced. That's my whole thing. Yeah. I don't like feeling forced yeah, but, to give a but, collection because then they pass but, it around a second from time. From a, from a, from a standpoint, <laughs> I still don't got you it. You can't compare really with the nonprofit to the church because yeah. it's really based on yeah. it and what one is willing to do to sacrifice yeah. in order for someone to benefit. And that's almost, yeah, that's somewhat similar to the church because it's, what are you willing to sacrifice in order for someone to benefit? (laughs) And no one can benefit if there's no sacrifices being made at all. I mean, it's just... I'm I'm cool with sacrificing, but I need to see some fruit. Like, where's my money going? Like, why why are we having another event? Exactly. Why are we, you know, like... See, it goes to the community. Yeah, it looks like something. The money goes towards the construction of the church. Right. Because I don't need to go back to the community. You and that's where I more that's where I fall out because then it's like on social media you have pastors and different stuff going on and they doing weird things and it's kind of like okay 
you're getting paid to buy us, but you're out here showing a different side that's not traditional. Which is another reason why a lot of us don't like to go to church. I just don't. So what I'm hearing is oftentimes the barrier of going to church is not into the physical church, right? Mm-hmm. And and how you view church is one, the relevancy to how they're connecting with you and your life, mm-hmm. right? Two is how you see the church practicing their works, meaning that if folks are coming in, they're tithing, they're they're placing their offerings, you want to see that reflected within the communities, whether it's um, they're building affordable housing, they have a pantry, or they have a benevolence fund with in case of emergency so that somebody doesn't have the ability to pay his or her rent, the rent is going to be paid right. because the church is going to step in to fill that. A lot of places don't do that. Right. So, <laughs> we, all, we, we get that. Um, so, we're getting close to closing. Does anyone have any last-minute kind of comments or thoughts about Kanye or want to throw out a question? Really? I, yeah, I think he's yeah. a genius. Yeah. He's smart. Because with the youth nowadays, you got to look at it. If you take someone from an older generation and someone from a younger generation, I feel like preaching the, the spoken word to mm-hmm. an older generation, they'll kind of understand you more. Right. Going towards the youth, you have to relate to them like, Kanye is learning how to relate to the youth. Like, through music, I would honestly say, in my opinion, I would sit there and listen to music to get a word faster than I listen to a word. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I don't know why. Even like with visuals, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think the church should be the catalyst of all things yeah, creative. Like, they should have, you know, their. Mm-hmm. Like they should open up more to more ideas and like more ways to connect with people, and then you'll have like more people coming into a congregation and being the community. Like you, you just relate to one thing. Like you have to open, be open to everything. Like everything. Change the beat. Yeah. Like and I, I, will say, I think. Uh, oh, go ahead. I, just for just for me as a Christian artist, I I would love to see Kanye incorporate some people of influence in the Christian world um, because they know how to get souls and how to like build relationships with God so I think I would it would be nice to see him like partner with uh, Tasha Cobbs or and that's how we'll know you it's know, real. different people like you know just like I think it's a community thing so that right. would, that would, it would be nice to see that and then too um, I don't see a difference in what he's doing and what Kurt Franklin was doing yeah, like the sound like, is similar <laughs> The sound is similar, like you know, Stomp was like but, the yeah. thing but back in the day, and stomp. I think you know, <laughs> they but they were doing that with they were doing that with Kurt Franklin too. Like, didn't Absolutely. they give him a lot of slack yeah. when he first yeah. started? You know, so when he first came out with Stomp, that yeah. is, and they were saying, why was the why is and the secular changed. music? Entering. And I've heard that played in the clubs, skating rinks, oh, like you know, like it's, it's huge, and so many people have I come to God it, just yeah. from those songs, you know. So I think that it's it's going to be awesome to see where this goes and mm-hmm. see the lives that he's already yeah. impacting lives. So to see the lives be impacted. Did, did you have any last minute comments before we go into our moment? Yes. Um, Kanye is definitely putting a stamp onto our generation and kind of like letting us lead the way in a, in a, in a sense. Like he talked a lot about MIT students and mm-hmm. that we have the power to really change the world 
And um, I think a lot of people are kind of jealous of that about Kanye, that he's been able to relate to the youth so much. Mm-hmm. He said most of his listeners and fans are of high school, college students. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's a lot of jealousy on a lot of the end of it because it's like he's been the only one really to be able to relate to us and actually hear where we're coming from, understand where we're coming from, and, and not make it seem so fake or... It, I just I just really I support what he's doing in a sense and like I'm gonna agree to disagree on some stuff like Big Boy said. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Big Boy had a really good interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So we're about to close both moments. So but before we close, what we always do with our our guests on the show is we ask what is your woke moment? So what do you want the audience to take away from our discussion? Savannah, self determination. <laughs> what moment, Jaga? Um, I would say be more open minded to new ideas and new trends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, what moment, brother? What moment? Uh, might be a shameless plug, but <laughs> I was I, I just released a song called Hypocrite, and Woo! one of the some of the lines that I want to just leave you with is like, "How many lives are we saving? How many souls are we saving?" If we're judging one another, how would a loss ever be found? So just uh, really think about that. I I definitely agree with what everybody said. So my woke moment would be start from home, start from scratch, start with what you what you know, what you're familiar with, perfect that, and then you know help save those souls and save those other lives. You know to be healthy and you know communicate with everybody and. You know, be open-minded and research things before you make an opinion about it. And I was speaking to myself on that one. You know, be be open and get uncomfortable. Hmm. Well, I want to thank the audience for joining us for Woke Moments. And I also want to thank our guests for joining us today as well. I hope that you learned a lot from today's discussion. I definitely did. And <laughs> be sure to tune in regularly to Woke Moments because we are by our podcasts are aired bi-weekly. So um, just know that we love and appreciate you and thank you for being our or being in our circle of friends. So everybody wave. Thank you for being on Woke Moments. for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization, please visit soh.org. Subscribe to us for a Woke Moment wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA. Whoa!